Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Josh, co-host, producer, Mr. Amigo, Mexican man. Oh, that no. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, how you going, man? Good to, I'm good. Good to, I'm good. Good to I, chat I again. Wish, <laughs> I wish our listeners could just see that dirty mo you've got going on. It is very dirty. Um, I grow a good beard, so obviously my mo grows well, but when I just grow a mo, it, I'm either Mario or Mexican. A bit of both. So. <laughs> you do look uh, Mario or Luigi. <laughs> uh, maybe Luigi. I don't I didn't know. I am wearing a green shirt, so. <laughs> yeah, Luigi. Uh, it's, oh, not, it's, it's pretty classy. bad, and I can't wait to get rid of it in a week. But hey, doing it for a good cause. So. Good on you, mate. Yeah, so uh, yeah, exciting times. You're uh, almost done down there in um, the depths of Australia, down the bottom, and um, mm. you're about to head home. This must be exciting. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to leaving Victoria. I'm um, captain, corporal, uh, officer. Uh, yeah, some sort of officer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, no, nah, finishing, finishing the training course. It's been a long, you know, four and a half months. I'll say that much. So, looking forward to getting home for Christmas. Hopefully, Johnny, mate, you've done well. Yeah, it's a big. It was a big, um, big mission. So yeah, yeah. Good on you. it's been a very big time period for the both of us, hasn't it? Um, yeah, you know, it's probably been a few uh, ad hoc. Let's make it up as we go episodes due to that. But um, you know, there's always uh, a lot more space for <laughs> preparation in the new year. <laughs> right, yeah well mate, i mean yeah this was all this is all about learning and, and us sort of getting better as investors so we are um yeah there have been a few episodes where we've um you know really learned on the go and um mm-hmm. yep it's uh good time so yeah we're gonna um let's talk shop we uh think we've done we're gonna do a bit of an around the grounds tonight there's a fair bit of information going on yeah in the share market and the economy and uh, quite a few companies are uh november it's uh, and doing their AGMs and um, sort of giving an update to the uh, public. So we yeah. thought we'd do a bit of an around the grounds of a, of a few companies and um, yeah, just have a bit of a chat about what's going on them and yeah, and um, not not whether they buy, hold, or sells or anything like that, but just a bit of an informative catch up. Definitely, definitely. And, and before we kick off, I do want to just throw a big thank you out to our listener base. Like we said a number of times here, we we just do this. Because I think it more than anything, it kept us, uh, it kept us, um, you know, doing this stuff. Like we we wanted to chat investing, but having being held accountable—that's the word. It kept us accountable. But yeah, we have a we have a total listener base of approximately eighteen at the moment. That's eighteen every week. So um, I'm I'm pretty happy with that, man. <laughs> across, and, uh, 20, across twenty-one countries. Yeah, we're global. <laughs> that, global. The math doesn't work out, but hey. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm sure you are too. And um, yeah, thanks guys. It's good. We just do this for us and having fun and learning. And I'm glad that we can have people learn as we go as yep. well. Share the, share the podcast. We'll try and get hundred percent growth next year. So we'll try and double that to 36 or something. Yeah. yeah. I reckon that's, that sounds like an achievable goal. Cool, mate. Well, do you want cool. to kick things off? Let, let's talk, um, let's talk Alibaba first, because we've mentioned this a couple of times on some, on a previous um episode or two yeah it's getting it's getting interesting alibaba in that obviously there's some headwinds there's a bit of an event going on um they dropped you know down um significantly from their all-time high yeah and then they slowly started to creep up again a little bit but last week they just got hammered again and um yeah you sent me a a 
a photo today. They're down, was it another 15% last week? Yeah, 18 or something percent, just like that. So just to give a quick one, and I'm looking at the uh, uh, the American listed barber, which is a ADR. I can't remember the name. What it, like, I just remember what an ADR is. But um, it's, it's Baba. It's on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, their all-time high was you know above three hundred dollars a share, three hundred US dollars a share, yep. and um, they dropped another eighteen percent in the last five days. But they're now worth one hundred and thirty-six. So that's a significant drop. Um, you know, well over fifty, well over fifty percent. But um. You know, interestingly, as they've been coming down, people like Charlie Munger, uh, Phil Town, uh, Guy Spear, like they've been buying up heavy into Alibaba. So they obviously see, you know, it is a, as a very good investment opportunity here. And, and we were just talking off air a second ago and what we're probably going to look into doing is, you know, I've done a fair bit of, well, we've done a fair bit of deep dive into Alibaba as recently and, something mm-hmm. we might talk about over the coming weeks because it's really spiking in our interest now. So, you know, it's down to $136 a share. So uh, I did a bit of research on the recent drops because I haven't been on my phone too much. Yeah, they've basically had a disappointing quarter. Um, <laughs> and yep. as we know, you know, the stock markets work on quarter to quarter, whereas we work on 10 years. So, you know, this is good. This is a good short-term thing. Um what they also did, though, so just to give a quick, you know, thing, so they turned over revenue of about two billion dollars for the quarter, um, two billion with a B. Uh, their net income was only five point five billion, and that's what hurt because um, it was an eighty percent drop year on year of net income, even though their revenue was up. So obviously, a few more expenses there, and with all the, you know, the fines that they got slapped by the Chinese government. And um, I think there's a lot going on there. And that's part of the deep research, which we need to do. Obviously, we need to know all of this and why it's happening. Um, but what also happened was they've just uh, lowered their for, uh, revenue forecast for the year ahead. Mm. So obviously, right. yeah, that's, um, that's you know, investors don't want to see that. Investors want to see growth. Um, but yeah, even though it's still growing, essentially, um, it's just not going to grow as well as they thought. And the, the uh, market usually prices in, you know, the future of a company. So the future now doesn't look as good. It's dropped again. It's dropped from lows. So it's, it's very low now. And like, just to speak of the size of this company, you know, they have $272 billion cash on hand. Like that's, that's a yeah, wow. significant amount of money. <laughs> so, it, you know, you couldn't see a company like this going under with that much cash on hand. Um, still, you know, turning over billions and billions and billions of dollars a quarter um, just might mean, you know, you could be very conservative moving forward with your forecasts, with your um, yeah. with your valuations. I still think, and this is like we said, not investment advice at all. I, I'm I'm pretty bullish on the Alibaba on the future. Something I want to be very very certain of, but you know, it's definitely worth taken another another deep look into the company and, and maybe that's something we'll discuss over the coming weeks yeah i think part of that um big drop was yeah obviously a downgrade in the um earnings and and looking forward and obviously i think the was it their um 
what was down 81%, their earnings were down 81% for the quarter, which is enormous. Um, yeah. yeah. Enormous change. Yeah. So that's obviously making a few people a bit worried. They're, yeah. they're two big, um, they're two competitors in this space, uh, JD, and I'm going to butcher this. Is it Pindua Duo? Um, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to have a go. <laughs> you're not going to have a go? No, no. I shouldn't have. <laughs> no oh. idea. Anyway, they, they are, those companies are um, some of their uh, obviously direct competitors. And I think there's some concern that they're going to start to step into their space a little bit more. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, Alibaba's still growing at phenomenal rates. And, um, and, and their PE is so much lower than these other two. Um, uh, yeah, hugely different. Um, yep. You know, J, JD's PE is 37. Alibaba's sitting on about, is it 14 or um, you know, 19? Yeah, I, so. I, I haven't looked any time recently, but um, yeah, you know, they're things that we look at. We know that they're not things that we, you know, bet the house on, but they're all part of what we want to look at when we're an, analyzing mm. companies. So. Mm. Yeah, mate. So. Um, obviously, we'll keep this for the deep dive, but just just some thoughts to think about. I think for today as well is that, you know, is is the Chinese um, hold on those big companies? You know, is it going to continue to go forward? That's probably something we um we we need to find out in the deep dive. And and obviously, mm -hmm. is is there serious competition happening? Um, that's going to step into their space. Probably a couple of things we need to think about moving forward in the deep dive. Definitely, and uh, like always, you know, is this uh. Is this an event? Is this event going to be over within the coming, you know, two, three, four years? Um, yeah. And can we see this company going back to a value, which is hopefully twice as much as what we pay for it, and if not mm. more? And hey, you know, a company that has massive at massive growth rates as well, you know, that's uh, that's compounding our money better than what we can. It's a good investment. And what did you yeah. say? Two hundred billion on on in cash. $272 billion in cash. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, we like that there's some pretty, pretty decent people buying into this company at the moment. And, and in fact, I think it's gone below some, you know, their target prices as well, but yeah, we can talk about that in our deep dive. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, uh, I can't remember the number. I think it might've even been upwards of $200 a share, but that was when Charlie Munger was buying it, you know? 200 yeah. 180 they were buying in yeah. and you know he's buying in heavy when he buys in so interesting interesting cool mate well let's um let's move on let's we'll keep going around the grounds um, yep. the let's head home to the asx and um which one do you want to go first uh you Actually, throw one out mate let, let's do an interesting one which is probably under the radar i think of a lot of people and we were talking about this on off air and it's a company called globe international now for the listeners out there, you probably have to go back, I reckon, 20 <laughs> years to remember the skate brand and, and surf brand Globe. Those the shoes were um, a bit of a thing. They were fully and, sick. Um, yeah. And a couple of years ago, I came across this share and I couldn't believe they were listed and they were about $2. And I was talking about them with my brother-in-law. I said, oh, we should buy Globe. You know, they were cool. And, and um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the company run by um, a, couple, a couple of Aussie surfers, you know, the Hill Brothers, and um, they're still heavily involved and and heavily still manage this uh, manage this ship really nicely, but it's it's a really surprising share. They're they're not just a skate and surf brand. They've they've got quite a few different brands under the umbrella, and um, part of their massive um, improvement and growth has been you know this workman's um, 
brand, FXD, that's been absolutely killing it. So um, they, they did an update, uh, not, not too recently, but back in um, September. And obviously, like a lot of the retailers, um, uh, they, they've done really, really exceptionally well. But uh, with the latest lockdowns uh, through the first part of this financial year, you know, they obviously weren't going to come out and sort of give guidance and, and those sort of things. But, but great numbers, you know, listeners go and have a look at them. They're on an exceptionally low PE, They're sitting around eight times and, you know, a good dividend yield of around four and a half percent. And so um, it's, it's an interesting one to look at and yeah. um, put on the watch list and have a bit of a watch, watch of it for a little while and maybe take a nibble and get, get some skin in the game so you get a bit more interested in it and do a bit more deep diving and um, yeah, it's a really interesting one. Yeah, yeah, and I I didn't even know this company was on the Australian Stock Exchange until you told me earlier today. So that's really cool. Uh, uh, that's that's yeah, um, a flashback. Man, I'm kicking myself for not buying these guys at two dollars. And um, I was saying to you off there that 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 current dividend now, if I bought the shares, you know, I shouldn't play this game, but it would be about a thirty percent dividend yield per year on the on the current <laughs> dividend price, but. Anyways, lessons learned. Um, hey, hindsight is A, B, you know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be that way. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, these guys got good financials. They've got, um, you know, pretty good, uh, massive, um, you know, uptick in earnings in the last year or so. So, you probably need to just um, dig a little bit deeper on the um, what they have been doing over the last 10 years. But pretty pretty good, um, you know, growth. Their return on equity has been... Um, really very good the last you know seven years it's always been above 10 yeah um, that's good but it goes sort of 12 14 14 20 18 13 and 47 return on equity so those numbers are great for us and um yeah yeah that pe's um always pretty low but it's it's really sort of more at the bottom end at the moment of its general pe so um for sure. And like, I guess, like looking at numbers here, they got, you know, some nice long-term numbers. So uh, something I'd like to look into, especially is like between 2017 and 2020, uh, there wasn't massive growth. Uh, there was growth, but there wasn't massive growth in their earnings, uh, in their revenue and net income and so forth. But 2021 was a uh, stellar year, you know, like 70% up in their revenue and yeah you know, 440% up in their net income. So they're things you'd want to have a look into and see if they're outliers or if that's sustainable continuing moving forward. But yeah, some good numbers for a, a company that, you know, I just I haven't heard of uh, heard of in a long time. I think you were saying they had Salty Crew as well. And, you know, I like I like BCF, I like fishing. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Salty Crew brand is, is throughout, you know, your BCF stores and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, so, so friend, they got some they got some sponsored athletes and and so forth. And um, mate, this, this is a share. It, it got, I mean, obviously got smashed in COVID. It it, it was down at a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's seven dollars fifteen. So that, that's one of the biggest, bigger, you know, massive capital growths. And um, yeah, they, they've done really good. Oh, yeah, probably two years ago. I, I, I do did do a dive into these guys and I, and I would would have been able to tell you what that sort of you know lower couple of years were I can't remember exactly what it was um, for now but a couple of years ago I would have been able to tell you but I'd have to yeah. go back and have a look at my history notes there but um, yeah just an interesting one thought I would throw that one in there tonight and um, nice yeah nice nice well moving on then uh, we'll stick to Australian markets um, we've talked about FMG a little bit I guess you know you. We talked about the big drop they've had. I guess we can't go past the massive 
uptick they've just had. Hey, um, literally, I think it was today they they grew ten percent, and they've they've just come off of their fourteen dollars. They even cracked the thirteen something at some stage. Uh, would have been you know not even a month ago. Now they're up at seventeen again. So you know mm. some not not too bad growth. Uh, it's like twenty percent from their lows. Um, yep. So what's been the big uh, uptick, mate? What's been the what's been the catalyst there? I know you. Um, yeah. Um, you've been talking green energy and green, green everything. Yeah, and green yeah. Luigi. Well, You're wearing your Luigi outfit tonight, so it's green. As well. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the the green energy stuff definitely has a lot to do with um, you know the bullishness around it. I believe, uh, like we were discussing before, it's um, you know it's not it's not turning income at the moment, but that's all future income potentially. But uh, yeah, I think I think today, uh, you know, because BHP had a nice little bump today as well, uh, more so around iron ore and China demand. So from what I could read, uh, the demand in China is ticking up. Um, iron ore prices growing overnight. Um, you know, something like four or something percent. I didn't double check the numbers, and the futures are up as well. So you know, it looks like the near term future of iron ore prices are are looking better. When I say better, we're not looking at like 200 plus like we, we had not no. long ago, but like, you know, up towards that, you know, three figure $100 mark. Um, does that warrant a 10% growth in Fortescue in one day? Um, I personally don't think so. Um, I still think there's headwinds in the future. But mm. um, as I was saying to you earlier, uh, you know, the iron ore side of things, I think there's still a bit of hurt in the coming, you know, maybe two to three months. Yeah, yeah. We've discussed that stuff on, you know, with regards to China, the Beijing Olympics, uh, China's lowering their steel production and so forth. But the, on the, you know, contrary to that, when you've got a company that's creating value from something it never had, that's always a good thing. So then it's it's very difficult to add that value into the company because then you make it. It essentially makes it worth more, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know. With the, the green hydrogen space, one, is it going to be profitable? Two, how soon is that going to be profitable? And three, how much value does it add to the company? What is, what's it worth now? So a fair bit of stuff there to go with. Um, but, yeah, interesting nonetheless. Uh, good one to throw around the grounds. Any thoughts on it? Yeah, mate. Well, um, uh, yeah, you just you, you should have bought it. Uh, you, <laughs> what was the reason? I mean, it, it's a good lesson to be, you know, have your companies, have your dives done, you know, and, and really um, just be constant. It's a full-time job almost, you know, keeping up to date with, um, you know, doing the research and and um, when you're ready, you know, you've got a bit of a buy price, you could take a nibble on a little bit and then if it goes down, obviously you can load up the truck. But um, really that was one of those ones where it didn't stay, didn't stay down there too long and it's um, shot back up again. But Look, in the meantime, you've got some great research on it. You, you know, your valuation, um, you've done a pretty nice valuation on it. It's probably still reasonably priced for the long term. Um, but like you said, there's probably some headwinds and, you know, it's it's probably going to maybe come off the boil a little bit, you would think maybe, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and plus like, you know, those dividends, uh, especially last year, I don't I looked at the forecast, even on the forecast on their actual website as well, and they're expecting to pay roughly a, a dollar a year moving forward, which is it's still great, you know. Like if they did that, down. if you're buying it at fourteen dollars and they do that for fourteen years, you've essentially earned your money back plus whatever yeah. capital growth you got out of it. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. 
Awesome, mate. Um, well, let's go back to the technology space. Um, we've talked about this one before as well. Technology One um, had their AGM today and um, released, you know, all their information. This is a fantastic company. This is a, a real um, wealth winner, legacy company, which we both don't own yet and would love to. Um, it's a Brizzy-based company, local, and just really has built things up the good old-fashioned way from the ground and and on the ground and um so it does software service software as a service um for it's it's, it's like a trapdoor mate these guys have a trapdoor mate they work for councils and um, universities and education and all that sort of stuff so once they're in with with those crowds it's it's just they're just never going to change and um mm -hmm. they've slowly started branching into the uk in recent years and again building up from the ground They've made a recent acquisition, uh, which is interesting for them. They don't, it's not normally their play, but um, obviously yeah. a calculated one. This management team is fantastic. And um, yeah, they, they had 43% uh, uptick in their uh, software as a service and profit was up 19% um, in the last year. Um, yeah, these guys have got great numbers. They've, they've got a goal of, of sort of reaching uh $500 million of annualized revenue by 2026. And they're, they're sort of well onto that target. They're about halfway there. Yeah, um, nice. So, they've, you know, they've still got another four or five years. Um, so I think they're ahead of shed, schedule. And um, yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a great, fantastic business that's probably at the moment a little bit too expensive, like most other things on the Australian share market, unfortunately. Um, but this is yeah. one to definitely definitely keep in your high up on your watch list i think and um you know if there's a some sort of a big event um, these guys will feel it as well in the technology space or across the whole broader sector if interest rates start rising in, in the next few years and, and there's a bit of a sell-off these would be one of the guys that i'd be pretty interested in getting um into the portfolio yeah definitely yeah they've got some um they've got some pretty good you know numbers uh they're not a massive company but um, they're getting traded pretty well. One and a half, you know, just short of one and a half million volume today. Um, you know, that's not that's not bad by any means, and not all, not like basically no debt. Um, I haven't looked at the, mm. the up to date numbers. They only had twenty seven million dollars worth of debt in twenty twenty, which is not bad. They've got one hundred and twenty five million dollars cash on hand in twenty twenty. So um, that's what you want to see if your company's taking on debt. They're using it to grow, which is good. Um, very good yeah i you can't go past really software as a service especially if they're growing their customer base in my opinion like yep. and when you've got customers who are you know government customers who you know i think we spoke about this in a previous podcast a little bit but um uh from my <laughs> from my experience governments don't really move too quickly on decisions so um you know the fact that they've got their their toes dipped in the water there. Um, that's a good thing. And yeah, like $101 million worth of free cash flow uh, in 2020 is never a bad number yeah. either. Yeah. So. These guys have not been below 28% um, percent return on equity in the last decade. They're just a, they're just a juggernaut. They're bottom left, top right sort of company. And um, yeah, you know, their, their earnings have just you're almost it's a staircase mate just a staircase up each year um yeah, it's a really see. really it's a really really nice um yeah really really nice numbers um and, and there's a really big um if you dive into their um 
presentations and annual reports, there's a really quite a big market in the UK too, if they can start to gain traction over there. So interestingly, I don't know much about their latest acquisition, but if that helps them sort of gain some market share over there and accelerate that um, annualized revenue that they're after, then that can only be a good thing as well. Cause this, this company's you know, managed really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're not a small company, four hundred, uh, four sorry, four point three billion. billion dollar market right. cap. You know, it's not, it's not tiny. Yeah, eh? <laughs> yeah. So, I think they're in the top hundred. Yeah, top hundred, I think. Um, so yeah, these guys are. Um, they are probably, I guess, an under the radar technology company in Australia. Although their PE is pretty astronomical at the moment, it's a fifty six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, there was a while. Uh, probably four years ago, I was looking at them at four dollars, and and their PE was really low. It was on the back of some, um, you know, a bit of an event happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had a client at the time who was a been a shareholder for many many years, and I should have listened to her and bought some then, but um, I did not. Well, this is uh, this is why we do our research now. So mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. I think that's um, I think that's one we should probably do a lot more of deeper diving because we talked about that a while ago when. Um, yeah, we haven't done we haven't done technology one yet. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, fifty five is a big PE, but at the same time, you look at a lot of the uh, technology companies. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think there's some room to move downwards for a lot of technology companies, but um, you know, it'd be interesting to do a deep dive, come up with a pretty good valuation, and and see how overpriced it is, and like give it a buy price because mm. yeah, this is um, this looks like a good company. Yeah, I mean, if you could get this for single figures, that, that would be obviously a 30% reduction of where it is now. But I mean, that's not, that it's not sort of um, completely out of the question if there's a bit of a, a global or, or full market correction. Um, some of these technologies with huge um, PEs, they will sell off a lot harder than, you know, some of your retailers, retailers or your JB Hi-Fi's and so forth, so yeah. forth that are sitting at, you know, PEs of 10 and, and so forth. But um, yeah, this is, this is a, this is a good one. And Look, it's you definitely don't want to be paying for it up here. I mean, if there's a there's a lot of jitters around inflation, there's a lot of talk around inflation at the moment and interest rates rising in mm-hmm. potentially twenty three and twenty four. So, um, and you know, so that the big inflation numbers coming out of America last month that made sort of the market jitter along. And if you have a look at the general market, it's been sort of doing a bit of a horizontal at the moment. So, yeah, we are very. At an interesting time, I must admit. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, you know, a lot of, yeah, you, you can read as much as you want on from analysts and, and, and professionals and stuff. And there's been the talks of the crash. There's been the talks of it not happening. We're in a new age. Like, you just got to make your own opinions with this stuff and see what it's going to do. But at the end of the day, you can stay out of all that stuff by just investing the way we invest and knowing your, your knowing your numbers to buy the companies that you want to buy and, and having that ready to go that's you know this is always the times there's no excuses for us especially to not have a good amount of companies on our list ready to ready to pull the trigger on if and when that kind of stuff happens so cool keep cracking on keep cracking well, mate, let's uh, in the subsequent weeks, let's have a couple of podcasts around Alibaba. We'll do a bit of a dive into Alibaba. Uh, I know the listeners will be pretty interested to get our thoughts on that and then mm. maybe even a technology one and we can do a bit of a comparison of the two. Um, I think one's probably reasonably priced at the moment and one's probably not. Um, so 
Yeah. That would be yeah, interesting comparison. Definitely. And it's uh it's good. It gives us a bit of work to do, which I like. So <laughs> uh yeah, and a bit of excitement. So yeah, awesome podcast. Uh you know, depending on timings, I'm gonna be in Queensland. You also live in Queensland, so oh, we do, yeah. Might be able to uh have a podcast face to face. A live our, podcast. It'll Look be our out. first one ever. Oh, <laughs> We'll be giddy with excitement. We'll have to, yep. yeah. Man, that'll be great. Yeah, when's the, yeah, when it, oh, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you all my movements, flights, times, everything. No, I'll uh, pick you up from the airport, mate. <laughs> nah, sounds good. That'll be good. But okay. yeah, um, good. Yeah, good podcast. I was happy with today. That's good. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. So, do we get one more week of this mo? Am I going to see this again next week, or is it? Luigi, uh, you know what? You probably will because we'll, we'll do the podcast on the weekend. Um, because right. we've got a big week next week, so okay. I'll get all this sorted on the weekend. You get one more bit of growth out of one it, and Luigi. then uh, all right, and eventually I'll put all these videos up on uh, on uh, YouTube because good. you know, may as well grow our grow our viewer base somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Oh, team, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and we'll catch everyone next week. We'll catch you later, Luigi. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Good chat. Have a good one. Catch up. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.